Hey guys, welcome to The Creative Entrepreneur. Today we're going to be talking to country superstar Lauren Corzine. We're going to be talking about business, the politics of country music, and how to break into the industry. You're not going to want to miss this episode, so stay tuned. Coming to you from San Antonio, Texas, welcome to The Creative Entrepreneur, a podcast created to help entrepreneurs build their business, branding, marketing, analytics, positioning, and lead generation, plus interviews with other business owners to learn from their successes and failures. Now, here is your host, Abel Garza. Welcome back, everyone, to The Creative Entrepreneur, and today we have a special guest, Lauren Corsine, country superstar. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having awesome. me. Awesome. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are, what you do, and what you do with uh, your music. Okay. Um, I am a country singer-songwriter from South Texas. I have been um, performing and entertaining since I was very young. At the age of 11, I picked up a guitar, started writing songs, and I've been playing ever since. Uh, I started uh, booking my own gigs at the age of 18, 19. Right around in there, I was going to school for communications, and I dropped out, and I used some money that was going to college. I put that money towards my first EP slash record. So that's a little brief. That's awesome. So you started at a young age. Uh, Who was most influential at that at that time in your life? Well, when I was younger, I listened to a lot of like pop music. Um, My very first record, actually, that I ever got was an ABBA Greatest Hits. So uh, my love for music started with pop music, and then I got into country as I got a little bit older. Uh, My mom and my dad led worship at uh, my church, so I watched them play and sing every week, which was really cool to watch them uh, with people and making music and uh, seeing people respond to that and connect with it was very beautiful for me to watch. Absolutely. Yeah, and I uh, that's how I got started and then I just I've never been afraid of the stage my whole life Uh it never came over me so being on stage is when I feel the most alive and most at home actually so you started when you were about 11 years old learning how to play the guitar who was the one that uh, taught you how to play the guitar well at first it was my dad um, because he played and I I thought he'd be a good teacher but me and my dad are hopelessly uh, we hopelessly have these uh really short attention span, so it didn't work out very well. So then I got a professional guitar player to teach me how to play, and he had, like, you know, degrees in how to teach people to play music. So I got a a teacher a couple, yeah, when I was, like, 11, 12, around there. So you've been doing this a while, Mm -hmm. and you've clearly um, been doing an amazing job. Because, you you know, there's this one, one song that I just cannot get enough of. And it's it's so short. I wish it was longer. Yeah. You know which one I'm talking about. No, I don't. Oh, <laughs> it's the uh, uh, Ain't. Ain't That Lonely? Ain't That Lonely. No way. You like that ain't song? That, I love Thanks. That song. I'm ain't so glad lonely. you listened to it and like it. it. Thanks. Uh, it, it was stuck in my head. I just constantly listened to it. Short songs do that. Mm-hmm. I th- when, you're, when you go to the studio, especially for radio, when you pick your singles, a lot of times they want you to pick and write something that's short. How are you branding yourself right now? What is the, the course that you're taking to get as much exposure for the brand yeah, I think what's really cool is I, I grew up in a in a time where social media really, really was a big deal. You know, like I remember the first time um, I got a Facebook account, you know, I was 13. And I, I the reason I bring up social media is because it's 
a huge part of how I brand myself. You know, every day you wake up and the first thing you think about is what am I going to post today? What am I going to say to my audience today? And it's big in branding because you have to think about how you want to come across and what you want people to know you as. Um, so from like pictures or little quotes that I put out or, um, how I talk about my music, um, that's really important. So I have to take time to think about all of those things. Um, and then also like what, what am I, like my bio, things that I allow to be online about me when I'm tagged in, um, all of that stuff is, plays a huge part in my everyday life. It's a huge part of my work too. So you take a majority of your day mm -hmm. to go online, brand yourself, yeah. talk about music, yeah. talk about So when I'm things. not writing, I'm literally staring at do you my ever, phone. Do you ever talk to other people online about how to brand yourself or how to take your business or your country music to another level? Yeah, no, mainly because no one's ever asked me. So I don't want to put myself like, I'll teach you guys how to do it, you know, because no one has ever asked me how I do it. And I don't think because my brand is as big as I want it to be. I'm very grateful for how far it's come and how much I've been able to grow it. But I think, uh, I think in the long run, it's not as big as, you know, some of the other influencers. So people don't really ask me how I did it, but every day I work on it and try to, to perfect it and figure out ways to make it more influential. Just what I'm, you know, putting out there. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, because I think I'm just thinking like, okay, there's people out there who want to learn how to get into the country music business right. and they just don't know how to do it. They're yeah. like, who do I talk to? Do I talk to promoters? Do I get an agent? Do I, yeah. what is it that I do? Do I have the voice? Do I have the talent? Yeah. You know, is there something that I can do or what can I do to get out there? Yeah. And there's, to me, there would be so many questions as to how to go about and being a country music star. Right. Or a country music performer. Right. I mean, is it something that you're going out there every day, every weekend? Are you performing? Uh, you know, is it you're getting all this, you know, feedback from your customers as to what? Right. You know, right. I would say, you know, when I think back to when I first started playing, I was, you don't get to be picky. So when you first start out, you can't say, oh, I want to play Green Hall. You don't get to do that. So you have to play for whoever will listen to you in the beginning. And a lot of times you're going to play for free. So like when I was 14 and 15, some of my first gigs were farmer's markets or, you know, charity events, um, played at baby showers and weddings. And a lot of that stuff I wasn't getting paid for. So in the beginning, if you're going to be an artist, you have to recognize that the first couple of, that's like, you know, anything, photography or, you know, painting, it's, it's creative work. Um, a lot of times in the beginning, you have to prove yourself and you have to prove that you can create and replicate and, and keep going and show that you have stamina and um, are able to work with your craft. That's really important. But, you know, it's also about practicing and continuing your Correct. Your, your craft. And, and right. the more you do it, the continuous uh, performances and, mm -hmm. and just continually going out there and giving people what you think you right. can provide to them, right? Uh, you know, the talent. Yes. And, and it's, like you said, in photography, sometimes you got to go out there and if you don't have a certain part of your portfolio, right. you're going to want to put that out there. And, and sometimes you got to do that for either a discount or free, you know, right. in exchange right. for your, their time. Oh, yeah. But um, I'd like to go into what you're networking, uh, what you're doing right now as far as networking. Uh, are you networking with certain people on a regular basis? This past year, so I would say this two years ago, I started doing Texas radio, which is really cool. I got a radio promoter and I'm able to network with um, radio stations across Texas and then other artists across Texas. So that's been really new for me. Um, in terms of like producers and songwriters, I haven't honestly branched out too much. I, that's something I need to do more of, I guess, in 2020 as we close 2019. Uh, but I mainly, I, I like to network with um 
I guess other people that are working on branding and other people that are traveling and playing shows and trying to figure out how I can play more shows and uh, different promoters, different chamber of commerces across Texas is really important too because they put on a lot of like city festivals. So that's really important. And then also just, again, I know that it's, I sound like a broken record, but social media is so big. Like when you are posting all every single show. That's why every single show I go to, I'm so grateful for any pictures I can get. I mean, obviously like when, when you took these high quality pictures that were like super nicely photoshopped, by the way, I told my mom like, this is the best Photoshop ever. It was so amazing. (laughs) But, um, when you get pictures like that, or, or if it's iPhone pictures or whatever, you're posting about how much you're playing. And that's really important in networking because word will get out. You know what I mean? Um, so it's just a matter of, of doing the work and then and then documenting the work, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, I, I it has to work exactly hand in hand. What you mean? I mean, just continually giving that that information and I mean, letting people know that you're out there, right? And that you're you're doing something because mm-hmm. a lot of times people will be like, "I want to be a country music singer, songwriter, producer. Right? I want to be a photographer. I want to do this." But you need to get get out from behind the the couch. Yeah. Uh, stop binge watching Netflix. Yeah. You know, and get which out is there so and tempting, and I do. fall into that trap a lot, especially like being self employed. That, that when you do creative work, a lot of times you're self employed, and so mm-hmm. it's really weird having to figure out, um, okay, how much can I relax? How much can I work? Because how far do you want to go? And you have to ask yourself that every day. Exactly. So that's something I definitely struggle with. You know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I understand what you're saying exactly because as a photographer. Oh yeah. You know what? Procrastination sometimes kicks in and. Oh, yeah. But it bites you in the butt. It eventually. does. <laughs> um, where do you feel you are in your career right now? At what point in your career? I feel like feel? I'm in the very early stages. I like to think that there's that John Mayer lyric in that song, No Such Thing, where he says, the best of me is still up my sleeve. And I, I like to think that uh, mainly because I haven't put out a full uh, record yet. I've only done like an EP. And so I'm, I'm writing a lot by myself right now. So I'm really looking forward to releasing that music and seeing where that will take me because it takes... I. I think up until this point, I've released music that I've worked on with other people, which is I'm so grateful for. Again, it's like so blessed and I'm really proud of it, but I'm really anxious to see what I'm able to do by myself mm-hmm. um, in terms of writing anyway. So in terms of writing and music, I would say that I'm definitely in the baby stages and then branding as well. I think I'm also in the in the baby stages because the, the branding and the music go hand in hand. So when you write your music, mm-hmm. when you write your song, do you already hear it in your mind or is it something that you just start humming to, you start doing something and then you all of a sudden put it into, into play. Right. And then just compose it that way. Well, not always, you know, like sometimes, sometimes a song comes to you in full form and it, and it really does flow out. And sometimes it doesn't, sometimes you'll get, you'll be sitting there. Like a lot of people, this is what my trap was when I was younger. When I would write, what I would do was I would write only when I felt like writing. So if, if I felt an emotion that was really high, like if it was I was really angry, if I was really happy or really sad, then I would write. But when you are professionally making music and there's pressure to put music out there, you have to write all the time, which is fine. I love that. That's my job. But the, the you can't just write a journal entry. It has to have structure. It has to have good lyric. It has to be well thought out. And I really don't want to be known for someone that just puts music out just to put music out and just to keep, you know, do you know what I mean? Like marketing and, oh, here's this song. Here's this song. I really want to put out something that's well thought out. So because of that, I do overthink the process, you know, like you'll, you'll get a melody and you write it down and my phone is full of melodies, but it's not always something that I can show people. Um, it's not always something that I'm willing to put out there and have it associated with, you know, my brand Lauren Corzine. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot to think about. You, You can write and you can write every day little pieces of 
bits of lots of things and slow, fast songs or whatever. But at the end of the day, you have to have something that you can work with in terms of like, I can release this to radio and I can promote this and it's going to be cohesive with this aesthetic that I'm trying to create. Um, so it's all stuff. Yeah, music's really fun. And then when you get business involved, it's a whole other ball game. Yeah, when, you know you're doing I mean? it, when you're doing it for fun and then all of a sudden you got to be business. Yeah. Top. yeah. And then you have pressure to like. So the content that you're the ideas that you come up with, I mean, I know that emotion has a lot to do with it mm-hmm. and certain things in your life almost dictate how you come up with the next song. Right. Where do you get your influence from? Well, I like movies a lot. So I do watch a lot of movies and I think a lot of the scenarios that I play out or act out in my head is stuff that I want to write about. Um, and I'm a big believer in not having to write about things that you've necessarily experienced, you know, because the imagination is a great tool. Um, and so... Yeah, I mean, I've, I've written a lot from personal experience, but uh, now I'm, I'm willing to write from my imagination more so because I get to be more. So, like, movies are great. I love watching movies. Like, I never watch happy movies. I always watch, like, these sad, miserable movies or, you know, those old-school romantic comedies that I like to, you know, write about. I draw a lot of inspiration from things that are happening to my friends and family, too, um, in terms of writing lyrics and, and also, you know, in terms of like aesthetic and creating an aesthetic, you know, what I want to look like and how I want to dress, I really look to any era before I was born. So right now I'm obsessed with like the 60s and 70s. So I look at a lot of my fashion ideas from that era and then that time and kind of how culture was back then. Um, and I'm really obsessed with an old fashioned kind of love. And um, yeah, so like, this is just random. Like I will not use a dating app, refuse to use it. And because of that, I think writing about not conforming to society's way of dating, I kind of wanted, that's what my, where my new music is going anyway. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, you were nominated for an award. I was. What was that award? TRRR, New Female Vocalist of the new Year. New Female Vocalist. Yeah. Award. I'm really excited. So when is it? When does it come out? When do that we award out? shows at the end of March. I at don't the know the date. I wish I did. Exciting. It' is very exciting. I was. I didn't even know I was nominated, and then uh, my radio promoter sent me a text message. He's like, "You were nominated. You need to do something about this." And I was like, "All right, I'm gonna." So voting is now closed. So I will go to the award show at the end of March, and we'll see what happens. I'm That's excited. Awesome. I'm super excited. Thanks. I can't wait to see what happens. Thank you. Um, you're working with Texas Radio right now. I am. Is that for uh, just promoting your music, or right? It's a tool that I use to promote my music. So it's it's a way to kind of gain a new audience through to station and not actually not just Texas it's red dirt Americana country Texas country music across like Texas Oklahoma New Mexico California and you know Texas country really is taking over there's a lot of great Texas country stations across the United States so it's it's really amazing and actually um, my music is being played which is I think is really cool in a in a country station in uh, England no. Country bells, yeah, and I had no idea this guy plays country music from across the world. I had no idea they were making country music like in Switzerland and Canada. I had no idea. That's so amazing. It's really cool. That's what's really cool about that network, though, is that when you put your music out there, you meet other artists and other DJs that are from apparently all across the world. So that's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really really cool. Well, you know, I stationed in Germany and we were listening to music when the internet, I guess, was just uh, starting to stream. When, the, when we were just starting to get radio streaming. That's amazing. Oh, man, I was, I was so excited when I was able to listen to Texas radio. 
in Germany while I was there. Oh, yeah. You listen to Texas country. Oh, I live. I love Texas. I yeah. love country. Country yeah. music is my favorite. That's all I listen to. In fact, I go to sleep with country music okay. every night. Who do you go to sleep to? Everything. Just, uh, you know, uh, I know you're interviewing me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I do that. You know, just uh, Garth Brooks. And, yeah. Uh, um, George Strait. Yeah. Um, oh, the classics. You name it. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's crazy. Amazing. Is there a lot of politics with getting your music out there. I would like to know if, like, when you when you put your music out there and you, you go to a radio station, you know, is, there, is it very political or do you, you know, do you have to influence them? It or can push be it very away? political. I, I think, honestly, when I started, I didn't think it was. And I thought, you know, like, if you have talent and you have drive, you'll make it. Um, but there is, there is a lot of um, hierarchy. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, people that won't play your music because of your gender or they won't play your music because you're too, you sound too sweet. Um, or they won't play your music because you've never played a show there. Um, they won't play your music because, um, you've never met this person or we've never seen you reach this level in the chart. But I think politics kind of play a part in every single industry. Cause I've never been to, um, I've never talked to a friend that was like, Oh yeah, it was just a breeze getting in here. It, it never is. And so I think it's, it's this, you know, which you got to fight, especially Especially when you're, you know, my dad always told me there's a lot of, there's a lot of talent in the world, but there's not a lot of opportunity. And I think that's what creates the politics is the fight to get to the top. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For the most exposure. And, you know, there's people that say do it for fun. Um, don't, don't do it for a, a fame or attention or money or, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, that's kind of how you, you rate your success and, and how well you're doing. So it always kind of frustrates me when people are like, just do it for the fun of it. I'm like, no, no, no. I stress out over this stuff, guys. Like I'm working really hard to get to certain goals. And how do I, how do I... Uh, measure my success if I'm not using, you know, a certain amount of followers or likes mm -hmm. or, or a certain amount of plays or streams or numbers on a chart. You know what I mean? Yes, so yes. I'm constantly, and it, it can be stressful, but you're, you're constantly thinking about numbers and, and that's where the politics come into play is people are looking at your numbers and, well, do you deserve this spot? Do you, do you need to be up here? Are we going to give you this opening slot at this show? Because do you have the fault? Can you bring us money? What can you do for us? Kind of thing. And there's, you know, people that did work their way into those slots and people yeah. that are climbing clearly you're getting a lot of support from your fans and, right and and i'm sure that there's people who are pushing you and and trying to help you as much as possible i mean are, are you getting that do you feel like you're getting the support yeah for sure i mean and over the years the my my following and my my support my my group um my my close support group has grown you know we've i'm adding people to my team constantly um I shouldn't say constantly like I have this huge posse. I don't have that. But, you know, every year you you add, you just, you keep growing because I, I'm not going to stop. You know, that's that's a decision I made mm. when I was 19. I'm not going to stop doing this. And because of that, when people see that you're dedicated, they will join on to what you're doing. And if they see that you're working hard, they'll want to be a part of it too. Because yeah. they want to see, that you know, people see that I... I like, you know, I have vision and I want to keep going. So I think that's what, why my, my team and my following has what is, grown. What's been the most challenging for you at this point? Like, I, I mean, you know, you, you come in, into this career, it's, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. You bring in your creativity. There's a lot of criticism out there. Yeah. What is the most challenging for you? There's, there's been a lot of, um, things. I think like, even like this year, I've overcome a lot of like insecurity. And when I first started, I was always afraid to tell people what I was nervous about. Um, and over the years, my insecurities and challenges have changed depending on where I was at in my, in like in the beginning stages. But for me, the biggest, the biggest challenge has been 
putting your personal life aside and, and putting your career first. That's really hard for me sometimes because you'll be, I'm going to expose how much I stare at my phone, but you'll be on online and you see like, Oh, um, so-and-so got married and so-and-so is having a baby and so-and-so is out tonight with a bunch of people. And, and then your people are, people in my family are asking like, when are you going to get a boyfriend? You know, you're 23 now and time's ticking. And, um, so that kind of stuff is really weird and it's kind of hard to combat. And you realize, Oh, okay, um, my, my brand comes first, my work comes first. And that's really where like the song Ain't That Lonely came in because I wrote that at a time where I was like discovering and dealing with that. Um, because when I first started, I told myself, you, a lot of people do, you can have it all. And you really can't have it all. You have to pick what you want. You know, mm-hmm. do you want to have a really successful career? Do you want to have um, a family, which I, I do want. So it's for me, it's finding where that's going to be and how that's going to play out. And I don't know that. That's kind of a day-by-day thing depending mm-hmm. on how well I do in my career. Do yeah, you know well, for, I mean? yeah, no, for, for a lot of entrepreneurs, yeah, it is a balance. Yeah. You have to balance personal and your career. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that the most successful entrepreneurs have a balance of personal and their career. Right. And so once I think we figure out how to do both, Mm -hmm. then we can start taking our business and our entrepreneurship to the next level. That's right. That's so true. So, yeah. Because I think when you, when you feel like you're missing something, um, it really plays into your work, you know, especially when you're doing creative work, it it definitely, people will pick up on, you know, your, oh, she's posting about like these sad cartoons or, you know what I mean? mm -hmm. Or you're, um, you're just, you could be slacking. Like sometimes you, you go through this month or two where you're like, man, I'm not really feeling it. You're not booking as much or whatever, but you have to constantly keep yourself motivated and pumped up and finding ways to do that is can be a challenge, but that's been the biggest challenge for me is balancing personal life and uh, work life. Just recently uh, it came to my attention that I've been working a lot. Uh So I'm working and working and working and I'm kind of neglecting certain things in my personal life. So I'm like, well, we don't want to do that because then what happens people will start to fall out of your life and yes. leave you or yes. start, and then before you know it you're sure. work and work and work yeah and you have no more you have no one to share it with no one to share it yeah with. exactly it's so, really sad no it i get it. i i totally get it that balance is key and and some of the most influential entrepreneurs that i've spoken with mm-hmm. uh that's what they say they say you know it's key to balance your personal and your business life and right. if you can do that you're golden uh-huh. so where do you see your career going well, you know, it's, it's, it's such a weird, I never know how to answer this question because, you know, there's, the, you don't want to seem like inappropriate and tacky when you're like, I want to be famous. But I think my goal is to do this the rest of my life and, and be able to support myself financially. Um, that's what I want. I want to keep doing this. I want to play on bigger stages and I want to, you know, get uh, my music exposed to you know, bigger audiences. And I think the way to do that is to just keep playing and trying to play in bigger venues and open for bigger artists and, and things like that. You know, I don't, I really never know how to word it, but that's kind of the best way I can word it is just to keep doing what I'm doing now and hopefully work to a bigger, bigger scale. And, and, and honestly, the, the point that I'm at right now is my goal is to play four shows a week. Um, and I'm working on that, but I want to be able to travel, you know, four days out of the week and be gone and play four shows a week, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's my goal right now is to get to that point where I'm, Right now, I can't do that because of um, where I'm at in my career. You know, I can't, I, I travel with my parents and we can't afford to leave four days out of the week. And then daddy is a pastor. So we come back on Saturday nights and he's got to preach. So there is finding 
how I'm going to work that out because my team does include my parents. So we have to, I have to, my next goal is to figure out, um, how to be more independent with, I love their help so much, but I can't expect them to be traveling with me, you know, the next 10, 15 years. So uh-huh. that's also something I'm working on right now. And is that stressful being on the road? Or is there no, love I it? love traveling with my parents, but I think that might be, um, something I need to overcome just because they, I can't expect them to be traveling with me when I'm 25, 26, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, but that's, that's financially, you would have to hire someone that I don't have to hire my mom and dad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so if I wanted to expand my team, like a driver and a sound guy and like a girl, to, you know, people to come with me, that's going to be more money. And I have to get to that point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so your, uh, your band, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you, you have, a, uh, I do have a band. Yeah. Uh, and when they go on the road with you, yeah. how does that work? I mean, do you guys take a bus, you guys take individual no, cars. No, <laughs> I wish we did, but I take, I take, I drive with my mom and my dad and then they'll drive in their own car. Um, for now, that's mm-hmm. what we do. So it's 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 different because my band, they all live in the valley. We're, we're all from the valley. And um, when I do get the opportunity to book them, uh, we, we take separate vehicles. And they all have full-time jobs. So they, uh, they can't always leave their job to come to a show. So it's finding that balance as well. Like, I need to get a certain amount of money to get my band there. And mm-hmm. sometimes you don't get that. So you offer an acoustic show and there's all that stuff that you work through. But a lot of the stuff you have is, uh, you know, when you do acoustic shows, yeah. are you, are they mostly covers or do you do a lot of your own originals? I do a little bit of both. I don't, some people like doing all originals, but I like to do a mix of, a, I do a lot of covers and a, and a lot of originals. I like to mix it up a lot. Just because I think it's really, co- I think it's a really good thing to play songs that people know, you know, because you don't know me and, and, mm-hmm. and, and when no one's singing along to a song that you wrote, um, like if you kick off a show like that, it, I, I don't personally like it for my music and what I do, I'm not into that. And I think it's better to just kick off with something that people know, and then they'll be more inclined to listen. And I think that's my job as a performer is to engage you the first two songs mm-hmm. and then introduce an original. But does idea. it introduce uh, your fans to your range? Uh, and does it give them the potential of understanding, you know, what you're even capable of? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. And then also picking I, a lot of the music I pick is from the 80s and 90s, which I think is something I do on purpose because I like that music a lot, like the 80s and 90s country. Um and then like 80s pop hits is what I do. Um, and I do that because I like that style. And I think that's where my, my original music is headed in that direction. Do you find that the demographics for your audience right now uh-huh. uh, ranges around that? Like, you know, I guess my age. <laughs> in the, <laughs> my Spotify you know, 30s, says 40s. the 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 people that are streaming my music the most are like men in their 30s and 40s. The most, which is, I don't understand that. But I... Uh, I don't, I, I don't really look at demographics anymore. I look at the Spotify and like Instagram demographics of who's looking at my content. I don't know. It's, it's weird because you have to decide, do you want to cater to, to the demographic that's currently looking at you? Or are you trying to create contact to, to talk, you know, to, um, like cater to a certain demographic? Yeah. Do you know targeting, what I mean? Yeah. Targeting, targeting your, your audience. Your audience. Um, that's what they call it. <laughs> I forgot for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's no worries. You just, you have a certain sound. Right. That's conducive to certain you know people people right now but yeah but you know you want to open that up to a wider range of uh, you know, right. audience so exactly the covers I think kind of introduces that right and then um I mean I think you're 
I mean, personally, I think your your music is. Um, of course, I'm in that. I'm in that bracket, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the uh, the 40s. Okay. So, um, but I, I I was listening to your music, and I was just like, oh my god, this is amazing. Thank yeah, you. I'm gonna see her. Well, we're gonna see her at the CMAs for sure. I hope so. <laughs> so I you're really gonna be in that so. little that little section, that little audience section where they start singing on their own. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Oh my god. Yeah, it's gonna so. be great. I know. Who, who's the most influential right now in, in your in your life? In my life, um, my family. I, I can't even pick out an individual in my family, but they are my rock right now. Um, my dad and my mom and my grandparents and my sister. If I didn't have them, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing the way that I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, they put a lot of time, you know, I, I'm like, you know, and I'm 20, I'm almost 24. And so to think that my parents, like I still live at home, they're driving me to my gigs. I, I don't know how they do it. And I, it makes me really afraid to have kids because I don't know if I'd be able to give as much as they've given to me. And then my grandparents are very supportive of me um, and have been supporting me since I decided to do this full time. That's the reason I think I wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, uh, at the end of the day, I, you know, I love music, but that's who I, that's who I want to please and, and pay back one day ultimately is them because they have sacrificed so much financially. They've sacrificed so much time and emotional energy and, and it's, it, it's a lot and I'm hoping I can pay them back. Was there a moment in your life, uh, a point mm-hmm. that you just, it snapped, it's clear to you that this is what I want to do? Yeah. You know, when I was going to college, that was, that was what was happening. And I didn't want, I was scared, um, to admit that I wasn't going to keep going because everyone around me, uh, you know, not everyone around me, but a lot of people were like, well, you know, and especially the students I was with, like they were, they were going for degrees and I was sitting there and I felt out of place and I didn't know why I felt out of place. And I would just end up telling the professors, I was like, Hey, I can't turn in that paper. I have a gig till two in the morning or I'm, I won't, be able to do that. But they would, you know, professors would come to my gigs and stuff. But I remember like this, this, a couple of times there was this one week where I was super stressed out and I was like, why am I doing this to myself? You know, I'm walking to class and I'm staying up all night to finish papers, but I'm still trying to make, I'm still trying to gig four nights a week. And I was like, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to get a degree in something that my heart's not set on, you know? And they say that college isn't for everyone. And I really do believe that. I think college is definitely for some people, but it definitely wasn't for me because I just felt so, I felt so antsy and I would sit there and I was like, well, I just want to go play a gig right now. Like I, I, and I feel so out of place and I just, I loved learning, but I didn't, I just couldn't do the college thing. So I was like, this is it, you know? And I remember coming home to my parents and I was like, by the way, I stopped by the office and I dropped out of two classes and we talked about it and uh, they were like, okay, well you better treat it like a full-time job. And so for me, that was the moment. And I remember it was January, 2016 that I had, I was done with school and I was doing music full-time at that point. Taking your career to the next level, That's getting right. on social media, writing songs, right. networking, traveling, traveling, yeah, yep. playing I, shows. That's the full time gig, right? Oh there. yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't. I think there were times where I reg- not regretted it, but thought, you know, second guess myself, like should I have got? Because I have friends that are musicians and they have degrees. You know, they they went, they have like I guess what they call like a backup plan. So they're you know they have a degree in nursing or school or you know, school. They have a degree in teaching and stuff. So, um, I. Definitely second guess myself, but I think every again I love playing live so much and I love making music that that is enough of a reward for me. In my opinion, if you can do what you love mm-hmm. and get paid for it, yes, you're in a good spot. You're in an amazing. Like for me, as a photographer, as an entrepreneur, uh-huh. I'm doing what I love and I'm getting paid for it. 
I can't ask her anything better. Right. It's just, it's great. It is. And your, and your love really comes out because your pictures are so great. You know, <laughs> they really are. Yeah, they're really, really good. There you go, guys. Lauren Corzine. That's me. We're going to see her at the CMAs. If you want to check out her Facebook page, please check out the show notes. It was a pleasure having you on the show today. You're an inspiration to me and our listeners. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for asking my opinions and thinking they're worthy of recording. So I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. If you want more content like this, please subscribe and like this channel. Your support for this channel helps other entrepreneurs build their business by learning from others. Thank you for listening to The Creative Entrepreneur. Please click the show notes for additional information. Want to know more? Click on the subscribe button and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by visiting us at tcepodcast.net.